Welcome to Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. I'm your studio host, Oren Stewart. Thank you for joining us today. We have another great episode in store for you. Stay tuned. You do not want to miss it. Again, thank you for joining us here at Checking In. I am Oren Stewart, your studio host. Now let's introduce the hosts of the show, Miranda Kitterlin Lynch and Leon Thomas. Hello to you both. Hey, Hi. how you doing? Doing well. Have a great show. Thank you. Miranda, how you doing? I'm doing great. Happy Women's History Month. Hey, right on, right on. Here we are. Here Episode we are. Episode number... I want to say 21... I think 21 is legit. I think 21 <laughs> is it. Yes. Episode number 21 of Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. It's been a been a fun, a fun time doing these shows with you. Absolutely. It's always, always great to have these conversations. I continue to learn and I appreciate the opportunity and I love doing it with you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's a great learning experience for me too. I love the guests that we've had on. And if someone would like to be a guest on the show, you can contact me. My name is Leon, Leon Thomas. You can give me a phone call or text at 443-756-5700, or you can email me at leon at the leonthomasgroup.com. How can folks get in touch with you, Miranda? You can definitely find me on LinkedIn, or you can literally just Google Miranda Kitterlin Lynch. And if you find another one, let me know. Then I'll have to change my tagline. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Now, before we bring our guest on, I have to share some personal experiences. All right. Some things have happened in the, the last couple of weeks that make it go, hmm. So let's start with a couple of weeks ago. As you know, I run a youth racquetball program in, in Baltimore. The name of the program is Racquetball Revival. And to learn more about Racquetball Revival, you can go to the website. That's racquetballrevival.com. Racquetballrevival.com. Now, I pick up two, sometimes three, maybe four kids on our way to, to play racquetball. And a couple weeks ago, we went into a store and our attorneys have said not to mention the store name yet. Don't, don't do mention, it. <laughs> don't, don't mention it yet. However, they sell coffee and the name of the store could be the hours that they were open when they first started the brand. Leon, hey, you're I, dancing on dangerous I'm, I'm, waters. <laughs> I'm dancing. I'm dancing right, right on the line, right on the line. So the boys get the, the items that they want, and we stand in line, and we notice that some folks are being asked, are you paying with an EBT card? And we start paying attention to it, you know, more closely, and I get up in line, and she says, are you paying with an EBT? I'm like, no, I'm paying with this. It's okay, good. We finish the transaction. We get to the car. One of the players, one of the young men said, 
Did you notice all the black folk were asked if we were paying with EBT and the white folk and no one else was? Like, you sure? Like, yeah. He says, I go, all right, we'll check it out a couple weeks from now when we come back. We go back and we're paying close attention to it. And sure enough, all the black folks in the store are being asked, do you want to, are you paying with EBT? White folks and others were not. Wow. How can that happen? Why, why, why only the black folks being asked this question? I, I don't know the answer. Do you, you don't? I, I think we both know the answer and it's called systematic racism in the history of the United States. And it sucks and it's insane because it's 2023. Yeah. Yeah. So just one, one, one example, right? Now we're not going back to that particular location again. Good. I may, may even go to another brand this Saturday when we get together to play. Now, Let's bring it up to today. I finished playing racquetball this morning, and I'm I'm a pescatarian. All right, now I'm still Baptist, but I'm a pescatarian, right? I'm eating only fish, no meat. And so there's a restaurant chain that don't do it. I, that they sell a burger that you would think. It can't be done. All right. You, you see, y'all can tie this in together. You'll kind of understand what I'm talking about, right? I go to the drive through, but the sign says the drive through is closed. Please come in. So I walk in and she says, I'm sorry, we can't serve you, sir. I'm like, why? She says, You're wearing a hoodie. We don't serve folks wearing hoodies. And I kind of look and she says, Well, let me clarify. We don't serve folks wearing hoodies during school hours. This is not Velcroed on. I am not a student. Sorry, sir. I'm wearing. I, mean, a, I couldn't couldn't eat. You do have a youthful glow about you. Well, thank um, you. Thank you. But that is, I can't even call that racism. I, that just is ignorance, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, why not let the the guideline be? If you're a student, we can't serve you, or if you look to be under eighteen or whatever. But. So I walked out there, too. So if you hear my stomach growling during the show, it's because I haven't eaten yet because I wore a hoodie. So I figured I'd keep the hoodie on for today's show just, just because. All so hoodies anyway, are welcome here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hoodies are welcome here on Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. If you're listening to the podcast, wherever you're listening to, we're on a lot of platforms. If you're listening, you don't see the hoodie. And, and that's okay. But you know what a hoodie looks like, or you could go on YouTube and just search it and you can find our show there. So anyway. If I had that, one within reach, I'd put it on in solidarity. Well, thank you. Here we go. <laughs> there it is. So Miranda, tell us about today's guest. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. These are two of my favorite people. They are so fun, so interesting. They actually met in my class. I'll let them share the story. Um, we have Jocelyn Gomez and Padero Miller joining us from beautiful, sunny South Florida. Hi, guys. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Hey. Do you want to share with our listeners before we get into it who you are and what you do? Sure, Jocelyn, you can go first. Okay, so my name is Jocelyn. Hold it, hold it. Let's stop right there. Hold it, kid. No, no, I mean, don't stop the recording. Let's stop the conversation here a second. Perdero, you're a smart man. <laughs> Let the wife go first. You got it, man. Wow. <laughs> Yes, this is a smart guy. I don't know how long you've been married, but you got it, man. You learn a thing or two over the days. That's right. Okay. All right, go ahead. 
So my name is Jocelyn Gomez. Um, I recently graduated uh, with my master's degree in hospitality last March, last May actually. So I've been working in the hospitality industry for about three to four years now. And yeah, we recently got married to Padero and we both are in the hospitality industry. So it's pretty cool and unique in the fact that we both know what we're talking about instead of it being like, I have no idea what a BEO is. So yeah, it's been pretty great. And that's pretty much who I am. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so again, uh, my name is Padero Miller, a recent graduate as well. Um, like Jocelyn mentioned, we both met at school um, in our hospitality program. I'm here in South Florida. Um, I have a passion for, you know, sales and marketing, sales and events, hospitality management, um, real estate development. So that's pretty much my whole thing. And I'm here doing my time and enjoying every bit of experience I get here on the job. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Awesome. And thank you both so much. Does one of you want to share with our listeners the story of how you met? I think, I think you'll get two different stories. So, um, <laughs> okay, Jocelyn, do you want to share the story? Of I will share the story of how we met. So funny enough, I was actually the TA for Dr. K here. Um, that was, I think, my second semester doing it with Dr. K, which was great. And Padero, just, we have class only three times in a semester, like the best thing you can have in your, the world. <laughs> only three times a semester from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. All she asks is for those few hours, three times a semester. Padero decides he's gonna attend class late and walks in, waltz in the middle of class. We're in the middle of icebreakers and he's like, oh, what are we doing? And he, I'm taking his attendance, I'm like, we're doing icebreakers. And then he starts asking me the questions and I'm like, sir, don't ask me, ask the other students, like I'm doing my attendance here, please. So it was pretty much just like, you know, let's not talk to each other, it wasn't anything. Then we actually had a special guest, Jay Shetty, not Jay Shetty. Um, Jay Lit. Jay Lit, Lit, there you go. So many different people. Jay Lit come to be um, a guest in the guest during the class. We both liked the conversation that Jay Lit was providing. And we ended up going to lunch together with a group of people. And we were in the backseat of a car, literally just talking about like, oh yeah, Jay Lit was cool. And then Pedro decides to ask for my socials. I didn't think anything of it, but soon enough, a month after that, we started dating and yeah, now we're married. I love and it. Now, now, Padera, you say there's a different story though. Let's hear your version of this. And then Miranda, let's share, I, I got to word this right. I, I started to say, let's share how we got married, but we're not, but <laughs> let's talk about how you got married, how you met your husband. And I'll talk about how I met my wife. Go ahead, Padero. Sure. Um, Johnson was pretty accurate. I think I'm pretty sure I had a good reason as to why I was running late. Um, <laughs> had to have a good reason because Dr. K is like one of my favorite professors or was one of my favorite professors at the time. But no, pretty much Johnson was on point. We both, um, we struck up a pretty good conversation at lunch. Um, it was a group of us. I don't remember the, the, the names of the two. No, I do remember the names. Or, no. But we struck up a good conversation with a group of friends that we were with. Um, or classmates, I should say. And um, yeah, we just really talked about uh, Jay Litt's uh, dedication to DEI, what he's, or what his initiatives were for his company. Um, and the rest was history, you know? So mm. pretty much it. Okay, all right, right on. Now, Miranda, go ahead. How did you meet your husband? 
So my husband likes to tell people that he hired me in Las Vegas because he thinks that that's hilarious. And he's technically correct. Um, (laughs) I did my PhD at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. I planned very poorly financially, so I needed a job on the weekends to uh, make ends meet. I walked into the ESPN zone in the New York, New York on the strip, applied for a job. He interviewed me. Love at first sight. Had to get a new job after that. (laughs) Okay, right on, right on. I met my wife at a grocery store. Oh. Our cart hit. A little meat cute situation. Yes. I I think you might have did that intentionally, Leon. Um, No, yes, I did, but don't tell her. But yes, yes. So um, then I was in line behind her in the checkout lane, checking out what she had. And these were the days of paper bag days. And as she was carrying her groceries out, I said, do you shop here often? I didn't offer to carry the bags, by the way. I said, do you shop here often? She said, yes. I said, how about give me your phone number? See, this was in the days of phone numbers, not socials like you guys did. <laughs> and uh, she said, no. <laughs> wow. So you went back started, to the grocery store every day after that looking for her? <laughs> oh, I started walking away and she said, well, wait. How about you give me your phone number? Oh, she was smart. Nice. And we're and we're in and many years later. So anyway, that's enough about weddings. Go ahead. I love it. So I wanted to have you guys both on um, not just to talk about diversity, equity and inclusion, but because you are both pretty early in your hospitality careers. And I'm just wondering, um, with all the companies after the murder of George Floyd saying that they're committed to diversity, equity and inclusion, all these public statements, what has been your experience with the hospitality companies that you've worked for? Have you seen commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, or have you seen the opposite, or have you seen any change? I'd be happy to go first. Um, Definitely during my time here with Hyatt, because I previously worked, like my first hotel job was with Hyatt. I was at a Grand Hyatt in the Bahamas. I started in about I think it was maybe 2014 or 2015 or so. I was just in the purchasing and receiving department. Um, at that time, I was not that aware of how the complexities of of, of, of the changes that are happening in, in, in the United States, because at the time I was in the Bahamas. Um, but I do know that from a very early start, Hyatt had numerous initiatives, um, whether it was LGBTQA, um, Hyatt Latinos, Hyatt Black, they had various different programs that were centered around uplifting and making sure that um, the employees of marginalized groups were not only recognized, but assisted and supported in any way. Um, So from a very, very early start, I saw that Hyatt had certain initiatives in place for that. Um, Currently, they have other social groups where you're able to meet outside of work to talk about different you know, issues you might not necessarily have at work, but just in the community, um, different service programs and whatnot. So from the lens that I have and what I can see, I I think they're doing a pretty good job and I know that there's more to come. Um, There's various conferences, um, our, my current leadership, um, they're very, very conscious of that. And they always try to make sure that everyone feels welcome, secured, um, appreciated, seen, recognized. So in, in this short, because I still feel like it's a pretty short time I've been in in the industry. From the short time that I've been here, 
Um, with Hyatt specifically, I've seen it and I'm very, very um, thankful to be a part of a, a company that recognizes me um, and really making an effort. I don't think that it's just a, a check off this box because we're doing this right to get you know more people to come. It, it, it's a genuine feel and you know, I'm proud to be where I'm at and I can't wait to see how far it's going to go with the initiatives that they have in place. It's a whole list. I wish I could tell you the whole list. Um, but based on what I've seen, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I'm so glad to hear that. And I've talked to other people that work for Hyatt and they've expressed similar attitudes. Jocelyn, how about you? So for me, I want to say from my experience, um, I feel like I work for more of a smaller management group, more um, Turnberry. So I don't feel um, the properties that I'm at, they're pretty more small based compared to like in Miami Beach, I'm more in Aventura. I don't feel like there's been a big difference um, per se. I will say we do have diversity within the hotels, which is great. Um, there's a lot of females who work in the hotels, which is really, really nice. Um, so I do see the diversity in that way, but I don't think they necessarily focus on it in the aspect of where like you could tell like, oh, they're doing this on purpose, this type of initiative. But I do see that they like to do a lot of like team bonding so that different groups of the hotel, whether it's from like front desk, housekeeping, sales department, they get together in certain ways, like through different experiences. Like this morning, they had like a um, an employee appreciation breakfast where they gave everyone breakfast. They had music going on, games, raffles. So they do a lot of activities where they want people to kind of come together, but there's not necessarily, I would say, an initiative where they're specifically focusing on it, but they do do a lot of activities. And then on top of that, I feel like they're, they prioritize a lot on the mental health things right now, which has been great. Like they have more of a mental health initiatives from, for anybody who needs it. And they're kind of constantly like showing that like, we do appreciate you. We want you to be safe. We want you to be healthy. And we know that like, you need mental health days. You need days. They've done days where they have like a masseuse here where everybody like gets to go take a massage at, in the random part of your day. So I would say they're more so on that end. Okay. I mean, I love that mental health is getting the awareness that it traditionally has not. Um, I know the extent of my industry experience with mental health was go take a smoke break. <laughs> so I'm glad to hear that it's getting better. Leon? Yeah, my mental health experience in the industry was also go, go take a smoke break and whatever happens away from work, don't bring it in here. Right. Mm -hmm. That's that was that was that was it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Jocelyn and Padero, can you tell us what led you to want to have careers in in hospitality? Jocelyn, you, you go first. Why hospitality? Why lodging? So for me, hospitality, honestly, at first I thought I wanted to do business. I was like and then I was like, let me do accounting. But for me, hospitality was definitely the thing for me. I'm a very big people person. I love to have conversations. I can't be like sat behind a desk, like on a computer all day, like in a box. That just was never me. So I knew hospitality was the way when I kind of started assisting my aunt with wedding planning. And I really enjoyed doing like the wedding planning industry. And I was like, okay, so what can I combine wedding planning? That could be my full time lifestyle. And um, I was introduced to hospitality, like we have degrees in this. And I really realized that like, I like that people interaction every day. I like the fact that I get to assist people. I get to like have conversations with people. I like the fact that like, no matter what, you can go anywhere with it. And it's not just sector to one specific area. If I'm like tomorrow, we're gonna go move to Europe. We're moving to Europe and we're gonna find a job there. So 
honestly, that's the main reason why I chose hospitality. And uh, Padero, did did you know you were moving to Europe? Did you know that conversation was going to come up? So did, we, we brought that right here through checking in a lodging DEI chat. We, we have we, we know how you guys met each other. And now we know your next move is to Europe. But don't don't address that right now. What led you to hospitality, Padero? Why? Why this industry? How do I not address that? I feel like I learn something new every day. <laughs> what, 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 what we have planned for next week or week after next. But um, no, on a serious note, for me, it was pretty easy. Uh, living in the Bahamas and growing up there all my life, I knew that the three major industries was either banking, hospitality, um, or the medical field. And I knew that I was always interested in just taking care of people, um, genuinely people's person. Um, I don't have a, as nice of a smile as Jocelyn does, and I might not be as friendly as her because she's very, very um, warm and inviting. But I do know that I, I, I do have genuinely had a true love for people. So growing up around that and hotels and seeing tourists and understanding the way it works, it, it was a no brainer for me. I knew hospitality was the route I wanted to be on. Um, I also had the opportunity to be a part of junior achievement. I'm not sure if you all are familiar with that. I think it's similar to DECA. So it was a pretty nice opening to understanding how business works, how company structures are, and pretty much how to be a like a quote unquote businessman or business person. So I think a combination of those two things is what led me to stay on this track. Um, both Jocelyn and I are pretty creative and I think we have a, a pretty good taste of, um, we have a good taste, I'd say that in terms of marketing. So I knew definitely Sticking in sales and marketing and events um, was the route I wanted to go on as it relates to the hospitality industry. So it was a no brainer and kept going with it and not looking back. So, yeah. Awesome. Now, you both mentioned that your organizations have been diverse. Would you say that that diversity is line level or all the way to the top? When you look at senior leaders in your organizations, what do you see? Most definitely. Um, I. I think it could be different based on your geographic location. Um, I worked for a Marriott in Little Rock. Um, I'm not going to say the times because I don't recall. Prior to COVID. And um, there was not much um, Black representation or, you know, Latin representation um, at the top level. I don't even think it made it to the managerial level. Um, but of course, that was a city where the population you know, it was different um, compared to South Florida, where I'm at now. I do see a difference. Um, currently, at my specific property, there are no directors that are. No, I, I take that back. We're actually going to have an assistant director who's coming from the Bahamas. She's going to be starting in March. So looking forward to that. But she would be and she's going to be the assistant director of human resources. But besides her, um, I haven't seen any. Um, but I'm hopeful. I know that it's not the same all across the board. And I firmly do believe it is based on the geographic location. I'm sure if you were to go to a city where it's densely populated with um, African-Americans, like Atlanta, for example, I'm sure there'd be more director of sales, more director of operations or more black general managers. Um, and then also female general managers as well. I think my entire time working in the hotel industry, I've only worked under one female general manager compared to the five male general managers I've worked under. So, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Jocelyn, how about you? So for me, I would say it goes all the way to the top, which is pretty nice. Um, like I said, mentioned earlier, Turnberry is not as big as Haye, in my opinion, in terms of a management company. Um, and a little bit of the history about Turnberry. So the actual CEO is Jackie Sofer, and she actually is actually a woman. So that is really nice, just knowing that like a woman's on top. And then throughout the entire hierarchy, really, like we have GMs that are males and there's GMs that are females. I will say for us, though, it's more of a Hispanic population. Um, so there's not as many black people that I would say are general managers or things like that. And we don't really have anybody like that working in the hotel. It's a very big Hispanic community um, in Aventura or that they're outsourcing from. So I would say it is pretty nice that it goes to the top, but there's definitely like room for more. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it is here in Turnberry. Okay. Leon, did you? Oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, so happy Women's History Month, by the way, Jocelyn. Um, I guess the bummer about that though is, so it's good that you guys have a lot of women in management positions, but the bummer is they're probably only making about 82% of what their male counterparts are making. So I look forward to continuing to work to change that. Um, yes, absolutely. What would you say has been the biggest assistance that you guys have received as you begin your careers, as you're this early in your careers? What have people done to help you or champion you? Sure. Jocelyn, you can go. I know I spoke first. Yeah, I'll go. So I would say like the biggest thing was honestly doing, like having the degree in it for school was taking an internship and people taking me seriously, although it was an internship. It gave me already like the pep start to be like, okay, I already am familiar with the industry and it's not like you come out with a master's degree and have no idea what you're doing starting at the bottom. Because, you know, you don't want like a whole master's degree thinking you're gonna come out and be like, I'm gonna be this baller all of a sudden, like, no, no, let's come back down to earth. You're gonna have like a first entry job. But with the, the degree and the pathway we did, it was really great doing an internship because it was like while you're still in school you're able to make your money you're able to get your experience and then when you come out you're at a better kind of level so i would think that was like the biggest help per se and i feel like another thing also was just i feel like my management team really taught me that like it's okay to ask questions and i'm like a huge question person that like if i'm in the middle of like dealing with a customer and i have a question i'm allowed to ask instead of it being like, well, just figure it out. It's more of a like, no, ask us a question. And they gave me the power to be like, to, to make a decision to say no or yes, and they trust my judgment. So I think that was like the biggest help. That's great, that's great. Padero, what would you say? Yeah, to piggyback off of what Jocelyn said, I think it's really just asking questions. I've been blessed to have um, directors that I've worked under who are extremely supportive. Um, and I'm happy to call names, I think, you know, director of finance I've worked under at the Grand Hyatt in the Bahamas, um, Paul Wilder, he's definitely opened up a whole lot of doors for me. Um, he's trusted me with a lot of, um, he's trusted me a lot. And, and that's something I'm very appreciative of, simply because, you know, being a kid starting out in the hotel industry, not knowing anything, and just providing that platform for me to just experience, you know, um, just, I'm just really appreciative of him. Um, I've worked under um, Sonata Goodner. She was a director of sales of mine at the Little Rock Marriott. Um, 
phenomenal woman. Um, never felt that there was a time where I couldn't ask her a question or I was afraid to mess up. Currently, I work under um, Steven Sinosa. He's my new director of sales at this time at the High Regency Miami. Um, awesome guy. So really just I think the biggest thing is having that relationship with your uh, leadership team where you could come in and have you know conversations and it's not necessarily like a why'd you do this wrong it's always been an opportunity to learn there's always been an opportunity to hey look out for this next time look out for that there's never been a dumb question you know and i think what matters most is how genuine it was it was never like a you know i'm pretending to be here for you but when you know things get bad i'm throwing you under the bus it's never been that situation for me so i'm truly blessed to have leaders in my corner that have genuinely wanted the best for me and i still keep in touch with a lot of them to this day um, because it's not just a employee employer relationship um it's friend 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 so just really thankful for that awesome and, and i should say gotcha um and i should note for our listeners and leon you probably have already picked up that you two are superstars so i'm sure that people are happy to champion and help you leon go ahead you know, one of the things that I experienced as I was growing up in, in the hospitality industry is that I worked for some managers who asked, why did you do that? <laughs> right. Which meant you, you screwed up. Right. But I worked for others who would ask, OK, why did you do that? That manager, those managers that said it in a less harsh manner were those that wanted me to explain my thought process where the other ones were ready to get on me about not doing something right policy or, or something of that nature and so i learned from those who said well why'd you do that because they gave me an opportunity to, to share my thought process and then they could talk to me about my decision making next time consider this next time consider that is there an alternative what what could we do differently so um as you continue to grow you're going to be in those positions that you can that you will be managing people and you will serve as a mentor and just remember why versus why why'd you do that you know kind of explaining what what goes on but Let's step away that away from that for a second. Jocelyn, let's go with you first. Real quick, I'm going to ask you three questions about food. Number one, do you like mm -hmm. macaroni and cheese? Yes. Yes. What's your favorite food? I would, it's not food, but I love chocolate. So I don't know your favorite food, but I love chocolate. Okay, you love chocolate. <laughs> and have you ever had a Maryland crab cake? No, because I do not eat fish. Oh, okay, okay. So that, that's a safe a answer. That's a that's a safe answer. Padero, how about you? Do, do, do you, you understand my struggle? A, a, a guy from the islands. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, and I can't enjoy seafood. You can't. <laughs> well, if we're eating out, yes. If it's being cooked at home, I don't know. <laughs> are, are you saying your wife's not a good cook? Is that what you just said? No, Jocelyn, Jocelyn doesn't eat, eat fish, so he doesn't get to make fish at home. Oh, okay. He's okay. trying. It just has a really distinct smell that I'm not used to. Oh. And I'm like, mm, I think we can go without the fish. But oh. 
there's plenty of other foods out there. Plenty of other food. <laughs> Stay away from the fish, my brother. Stay away from the fish. <laughs> How about macaroni and cheese, Padero? Do you like that? That works. Yeah. And have you ever had a Maryland crab cake? I have not. We got to get you to Maryland. Jocelyn, you can come too, and we'll figure out something for you to eat. <laughs> you can have a Maryland crab cake, and we'll get my wife to make some macaroni and cheese. Hey. You you use the blue box, Miranda. Who was asked to bring mac and cheese to Thanksgiving? Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You're right. I I keep associating the blue box. We had that whole blue box thing. As I'm I keep, translucent. I keep thinking about the blue box, the blue box, the blue box, the blue box. All right. So you bring the mac and cheese. I'll figure out where we're going to have crab cakes and other food. With some chocolate, and we'll have a grand old a grand old time. How about that party? I would love that. Would love that. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yes. All right, Miranda, you go ahead with our final one. Okay. So I want to ask you both. Now you're not far from this age, but what would you go back and tell your 20 year old self? Ooh. I don't know. Do you want me to go first? I mean, honestly, I would tip for my 20-year-old self. I would probably tell them, pick something closer instead of driving an hour to work every day thinking like, oh, it's going to be so worth it. It was worth it, but I would say pick something closer so you have more time to do other things and realize that like your life is not your job. You have to have a good balance. And I kind of live by that now. I mean, two years later, but I live by that now of wanting to not have my life be my job. My job is my job. And then when I come home, no work talk. And like, that's a big role in our house now where I'm like, no work talk. I don't want to know. It's okay. I'm like, unless it's something serious, then I would love to hear about it. But no work talk's a really big thing for me. Hmm. No work talk. And you both work in the same industry. Ooh, yes. that's got to be hard. She means it. <laughs> Before I say something related to work, I have to put that disclaimer out. Hey, listen, I'm about to talk to work about work. It's, 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 it's good. Yeah. So, uh, but no, seriously, for me, I think <clears throat> it's funny you asked that question because I wish my 30-year-old self could talk to, to my 20-year-old self now. But um, I think at the time, right now, I would just tell myself, I would tell 20-year-old Padero to just pace yourself. You'll get there. Um, you just really have to give it time, enjoy the journey, soak up the moments you have, and everything is in a race. Um, and, you know, things change, plans change. Be adaptable, pivot as best as you can. Um, and at the end of the day, you'll be all right, you know. That's solid advice. Enjoy the journey, pivot, as you will with your move to Europe. <laughs> Once I can take the dogs with me. That's that's all that matters. As long as he can take our huge German shepherd wherever he goes, he's like, I'm fine. Me and her will be fine. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm in the picture too. And he's like, oh yeah, you can come along with us. Leon? All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today on Checking In, a Lodging DEI Chat. We look forward. You know, Miranda, I just came up with an idea. Tell me. After episode 
35. After 35. Okay. Let's bring, let's have all of our guests and all of our production team. Let's have a huge gathering in Baltimore. I love it. Right? I got the crab cakes. You got the mac and cheese. We'll figure out others to bring whatever, and we'll do a big 35th show. Of course, now, if you're a prior guest and you're listening to this, we're not paying your way. You, you <laughs> but, Okay, we're not covering your expenses there. But you show up, and we'll just have a grand old time chatting with each other. We'll make a big, big thing of it. What do you, what do you think, Padero? What do you think? I like the sound of that. You like it? Jocelyn? I mean, it's not Europe, but I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> it's not Europe. <laughs> oh, wow. she's serious. She's serious. <laughs> she's serious. Y'all, y'all make sure you update us on on where in Europe you end up. And uh, I, I think that that's happening. And um, and then after our forty fifth episode, we're gonna go and party with you guys. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. it Leon, I agree to this only if racquetball's included. Okay. All right. You're in. Racquetball's included. But everyone on the production team has to play too. So that means Oren Stewart, who everyone's met because he's the host of the show, our studio host. Kelly has to play. Sorry, and Kelly. So does Dr. Jay Rasenko. He has to play also. And so does Jasmine Pollock, the host of Jasmine's First Impression Sports Talk. And Jeremiah Nixon and Ramisha Gordon. Everybody's got to play. I'm down. So, just saying. Jocelyn and Padero, thank you so much. I love any chance I get to chat with you, and I appreciate you taking the time. Of course, thank you for the invite. Thank you. Oh thank wait, you. while we're while we're doing um while we're here and we have this platform, and I was talking about shoutouts, I definitely want to give a shout out to Dr. K. She has been amazing, and I could speak for both Jocelyn and I during our time in undergrad and our not undergrad, sorry, um, our graduate degrees. Um, phenomenal woman. So thank you so much for opening each door that you could. Thank you for um, listening. Thank you for coaching. Um, just thank you, thank you, thank you. So It is always my pleasure. Anytime you need anything. In All case right. you missed it, Leon, I'm Dr. K. You 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 are Dr. K. I was you know I was I didn't want to comment about that. Some some folks call you Miranda. Some use your full name. But then I heard Dr. K. So now can I call you Dr. K? Absolutely. Also, that, that, <laughs> all right, all right. Good. That that's great, uh, Padero. Thank you for for those those kind words about uh, Dr. K. I, we've known each other for about two years, three years or so, and there's so many folks that I've come in contact with that have very similar statements and sentiments about you, Miranda. So yeah, you're, you're doing some good things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Padero and Jocelyn, thank you very much for being our guest today. No problem. Thank you. Thank you Folks, you just watched another episode of Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. I'm Leon Thomas with Miranda Kitterlin Lynch, now known as Dr. K. Dr. K. <laughs> Miranda, so these are former students. Well, you got to be proud, huh? I'm so proud. I'm so proud of so many of my students, if not all of them, but I'm especially proud of Padero and Jocelyn. They're just little superstars. I can't wait to see what they do throughout their careers. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to be, they're going to be rocking. I can, I can just tell, I get that feeling. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be rocking. Yeah. yeah. So, Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting them to be, to be guests on, our, on our show on episode 21 
checking in a lodging <laughs> DEI chat. Again, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, it's real simple. You contact me, you contact Miranda. Miranda, how do they get in touch with you? You can find me on LinkedIn. You can Google Miranda Kitterlin Lynch. I'm real easy to find, real hard to hide. And you can contact me, Leon Thomas. You can give me a call at 443-756-9656 or email me at leon at the Leon Thomas Group. Dot com. And I'd like to thank our production staff, Kelly Johnson, Dr. Jay Rosenko, and Oren, Oren Stewart for their outstanding work on all of these, on all of these shows. Thank you all so much yes. for what Agreed. you do. And let's bring in our studio host, Oren, now. Let's bring on Oren. Hey, Oren, what's happening? All is well. Another amazing show by you both. As always, a great two guests today. First show of two guests. What you got? So, so now when we do this deal, the 35th show, I was Shingdig, you don't eat mac and cheese. You don't eat, you, you were telling us before the show, you don't even eat crab cake. I don't. I was going to say, you I guess you guys are here in Texas. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> but why? You play racquetball? <laughs> I, 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 I'll play racquetball. So the athlete in me will, look, when you all were talking about it, I said, you know what? I'm definitely down for racquetball. Sorry on the crab cakes. And sorry on the mac and cheese. So you could have uh, fish for me. <laughs> you will yeah. eat fish. But why yeah, no crab cakes? No why crab. not crab cakes? Just not a fan. Haven't had them for about 15, 20 years. Yeah. I don't eat crabs. Haven't had crabs in probably 40. <laughs> or in every time. <laughs> learn something new every day. <laughs> every time we're, we chat, I learn something new. <laughs> yes, indeed. We're, we're going to have a segment, the final three minutes. What can we learn about Oren today? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a lot to learn. <laughs> How does one who lived in Baltimore not eat crab cake or crabs? No. How did you dodge that? Easy. <laughs> wow. I would say the way I do things is normally very different. I beat to my own drum. So, and we love that know. about you. Yes, that is me. That has always been me. Yes, indeed. But as always, we had an, another amazing, great episode here at Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. I'm your studio host, Oren Stewart. Thank you all for joining us. Stay tuned for another great episode coming at you soon. Take care.